Welcome back to the Beat the Often Path podcast. I'm Ross Palmer. Today's guest is somebody I've had on the show before, Raven Faber. Raven is an entrepreneur and the owner of Engerotics, a successful can of sex tech company. Not sure what that is? Well, neither was I until I had her explain it to me on our last talk, and we'll do it again this time, don't worry. Interestingly enough, since we last spoke, her business has gone through the roof, and now she's on the cusp of an entirely new phase. But that's not why we're here today. The reason for this episode is quite simple. After the Capitol insurrection in early January, I made a post about whether or not we should, as businesses or as professionals, post our opinions publicly on important events. She reached out to me with her thoughts on the subject privately, and I liked her response so much that I wanted to bring her back on the show to tell it to you herself. So if you've ever wondered whether you should post your opinions as a business or as a professional, this episode is for you. So here's Raven Faber. Okay, Raven Faber, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you back. And we got something exciting to talk about today, I think. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always um, it's always a lot of fun talking with you. <laughs> so, well, I hope you today is no exception to that. Yes, well, it's always fun talking to you. And before we jump into something uh, maybe a little bit heavy, I don't know, maybe not, um, I hear you have some good news on the business front. Things are going well lately. Oh, gosh, we're slammed. Um so we are poised for uh, national distribution, and yes. uh, it's looking like we're going to get taken on with a uh, distribution company uh, oh, that's man. really well known in the adult products industry. And so being taken on board by them is going to make it easier for stores everywhere all over the U.S. to get access to our products in the quantities that work for their their business model. Um, so it's really exciting. I mean, but it's very stressful too, um, because we're we've hit that that point, that tipping point where we officially have uh, more demand uh, than we do uh, inventory. So we're wow. getting orders faster than what we can kick it out in our studio. So now we have to transition to. Um, our large-scale manufacturing partner that we've been working with, oh, and goodness. so now we're looking at kicking. Yeah, yeah, we're looking at you know production so you're like on runs. The, cusp. Um, the wave is about to break, and you're yeah. Oh yeah, about it's, to go in. I had a meeting. We had a meeting this morning about it, Ooh. and uh, you know, my formulation specialist. She was telling me so. Um, I just manufactured and filled a wholesale order. I said, great. Buckle and uh, and then we got another wholesale order, and now we're damn near out of stock. And I was oh, like, my. oh. I mean, great, but oh, <laughs> so um, it's a good it's a good problem to have. So it's um, growing pains, significant yeah. growing pains, but it is crazy a to think, good like, problem. When did to, we last yeah. talk? We talked only a couple months ago. I feel like things have you know changed for the better significantly since our first conversation. Yeah, we were always headed in that direction. Yeah. Um, we we're always headed in that direction, mm -hmm. and um, you know who knows? We may have gotten there faster if not for COVID, but. Um, but we were headed in that direction and we knew that it was coming. Like we saw it on the horizon and, uh, and we just didn't have, we didn't have an exact day or time, obviously. Um, but now we're here, but we knew, um, especially since we just did, uh, and me expos, um, which is a big conference that happens every year, but it's all the who's who in the adult product industry is there. Um, we knew like we do good at trade show shows. We do really, really well at trade shows. And we're like, all right, well, we need to brace ourselves for impact. So, um, so yeah, so now there's all kinds of um, conversations. I mean, we're, we're presently an LLC entity, but we are going to be uh, making the change to becoming a C Corp. Yeah. C -Corp, yeah. yeah. Mm. So, Oh yeah. It's, it's gotten quite real. <laughs> so cool. I've, I've given my team equity offers. Um, yes. We're getting ready to take a little bit of investment money. Yeah. It's real. It's gotten real. It's been real, but it's, 
the real real now. That is super awesome. Well, I will continue to watch you and cheer you on from afar via via Facebook. Likewise, um, you know. Likewise, I'm and you know, again, as a quick too. reminder to our listeners, so the business that you're in, you, you created a company called Engerotics, and it is a company that is in the can of sex tech, right? So it's yes, CBD, yes. sex tech, sex toys. What else would you describe? Just as a quick yeah. recap. Uh, the official elevator pitch is Engerotics. Yes. Sorry, kids, if you can hear them. I can't um, actually, so it's good. Good. <laughs> I was like, man, what are they doing? Your now? microphone's uh, doing its job. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised. Um, the official elevator pitch. Um, Engerotic specializes in the design and development of intimacy devices, as well as the formulation and manufacture of CBD-infused intimate body care products. So um, that's what I say at trade shows. It's what I say to people that are like, hey, what do you do? Um, it's what I say in mixed company and I know people are going to be like, uh, sex toys. So intimacy devices, um, but Sorry, very good way of bad, summing up what we do. Very yeah. Crass and crude. I'm a very crude guy. That's um, all right. That's why we're, that's why we're, yes, homies. that's why, that's this, why we're or you're going to educate me in many ways today. I think so. That's a quick, you know, <laughs> quick background. We talked about that. So, you know, I think the reason that we're doing this show, the reason that I brought you on is there's two reasons. Obviously I respect and value your opinion as an entrepreneur and as a business owner. And of course, as a person and a longtime friend. So a little while back, some context for the reason for this double dip of an episode is that I posted a video I mean, there has been no shortage of shocking things that happened in 2020 and that are continuing to happen. 2021 is very much on track to be largely the same, it appears. So, you know, I was posting, I didn't know whether a business on social media or a person acting in a professional capacity on social media, because we have to clarify that. Some people are on social media just for the fun of it. They post pictures of what they ate or what their kid is doing. Some people are on the social media game as part of the hustle and they want to build a business or they want to attract clients or they're trying to use it to make more money, basically. So the question that I posed and that I had myself is to what degree should either a business on social media or a person acting in a professional capacity weigh in publicly on their social media channels about important issues that seem to be ever present. Some notable examples in the last year, the Black Lives Matter protests that were in the early summer, late spring, or um, the insurrection on the Capitol, just various things have happened that have been noteworthy, shocking, that are on everybody's mind. So the question is, should a business go about doing business as usual, pretend these things aren't happening because they exist for the purpose of doing business and nothing else, or should they weigh in, must they weigh in? And I wanted to hear your thoughts. And you had reached out to me and you said, I've got some very clear thoughts on the subject, and I really wanted to I make do. sure those thoughts were shared. So the floor is yours. Well, thank you. I, I, I really appreciate it. And, um, you know, I, I do have a lot of very pointed opinions that, um, not necessarily everybody is going to agree with, but that's okay. I'm not here to make other people comfortable. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm here to speak my mind. Um, in general, I believe it's so very important for any business, any business owner, any entrepreneur to keep their finger on the pulse of society. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, as a business you know, you need to fly a banner or post a sign or go rah, rah, rah. It's like, there are a lot of, there's what's there's what we call performative allyship. 
Um, and performative allyship is when you post the black square or maybe you post Black Lives Matter or this, that, and the other. Um, you do something that is easy to see externally, um, but beyond that, that's it. You're like, okay, I've contributed and that's it and that's all. I did my part, um, but that doesn't really help um, Black people <laughs> now, does it? Um, you know, the types of things that I think about when we go through this, uh, you know, especially with the social unrest and the murder of George Floyd and Black Lives Matter and talking about racism in a very open and frank way is that, um, you know, I'm acutely aware as a Black person in America, I'm acutely aware of businesses, brands, people that care more about their bottom line than they do about people. So for example, it's like if you are running a company and you're running a diverse company and you got a lot of people of color, got a lot of black people working for you or what have you, um, I think it's very important to, um, you, you can't just like post the black square. You gotta show people that you actually care about your clients who are black, your, your, your clients who are um, people of color. So when we're going through all of this unrest, George Floyd has been murdered. I'm not, I'm not going to mince words. Um, June was a very difficult month for me. Um, it was a very difficult month for Black people everywhere. Um, and it was very painful. It was very hard for me to focus. Like you could read articles about, um, you know, here's how you can cope if you're Black and you need to show up to work tomorrow. There are a great many of us who could not focus <laughs> because of everything that was going on. Um, because now we're like, you know, reminded in a big, big, big way, hey, any one of us could be the next statistic, you know, it's painful. It's painful to see, it's painful to watch, it's painful to digest. Um, if you're a parent, you're like, shit, I have children that are also brown, they're people of color, they're black, you know, what do I tell them? How do I get them prepared for, you know, this reality? And so it was very painful. So nothing gets under my skin more than to be going through this, hey, black people everywhere are in pain and you have a company that is like, well, we know you're going through a, uh, going through a lot right now, but here, buy our shoes. Buy Here's my a coupon shit for code, you know? Yeah, you know, just very of, tone deaf. Yeah, exactly. Um, tone deaf marketing. Um, you know, it's like rather than taking a step back and thinking about, okay, who are we marketing to? Who are we catering to? Um, is this an appropriate time to run that campaign? Is it, a, is it an appropriate time to sell to them? Is it an appropriate time to launch that new product line? Um, are we going to be telling the world that we are in fact tone deaf and out of touch? So it's a lot more than simply just marketing and what your marketing campaign is. It's about like what you value um, as a person, like your why behind your business. So, you know, for me, um, you know, I was black when I was born. Um, I've been black, <laughs> you know, I'm going to be black until the day that I close my eyes and leave this earth. Um, and that's something that is a constant. Um, so when we talk about whether or not to speak out a bit as a business or not, whether or not to speak out and support, whether or not to stand up for what is right as a business and a business owner, um, you know, for the people that can kind of slide under the radar um, and not draw any negative attention just by keeping their mouth shut, 
how fortunate for them, how fortunate for them that that's all that they have to do. But for me and others like me, you know, I have a business, I have two businesses and, you know, it, it really doesn't matter, my opinion, it really doesn't matter whether I choose to speak up or not, because whether I use my company as a platform and use my position as a founder and CEO, um, use my position like, you know, doing interviews and podcasts and stuff, whether I use those things as a platform to help facilitate change and stand up for, uh, stand up for what is right, whether I do that or not, I'm still going to be Black. So maybe I choose not to say anything. I'm still going to be Black. There's still a chance that I'm going to get harassed for being Black. Um, there's still a chance that I'm going to get harassed for being a Black woman. There's still a chance that I could be pulled over in traffic and it goes all the way wrong. There's still a chance. So in my opinion, I'm like, well, shit, I may as well, <laughs> you know, like, um, because that's why I started Engerotics. Like we didn't, I didn't start either one of my companies to just make a buck. I started them to change the world. I started them to disrupt society and how we view engineering, science, sexual wellness, sex tech, cannabis, you know, as we know it, you know, I started it to facilitate change. And so as a business owner, I feel like it's very, very, very important to build your your, your moral fiber and your ethics right into your business. Like, this is what we stand for. This is what Engerotic stands for. This is what we do. Um, this is who we are. And if you have an issue with that, we don't want your money because there are plenty of people that are willing to stand up for what is right that will spend money with us. Um, so yeah, and and you know when you think about these things, it's like it's just more. It's more than making a social media post. Um, it's more than putting a sign in your yard. It's more than posting the black square <laughs> on social media. Um, it's more than that. You know, it's clearly articulating to your black employees and employees who are people of color, and I'm differentiating there because I don't want to lump everybody's struggle together. Everybody's Indigenous struggles here are, are, you know, we were not all brought over here on the ship <laughs> as slaves, but people of color, we've all, you know, we, we, we've all shared struggles. So I kind of tend to differentiate there for a lot of reasons, but that's a different podcast. Um, you know, making your, your people of color, your black, your, your black employees um, aware that, hey, we're checking in, we're aware, are you okay? letting your black clientele, your clientele that are people of color aware, hey, we see you, we see you, and we know that you're hurting, are you all right? You know, like, we want to have you as clients, we value you as people, we want you to know that you are safe shopping with us, you are in fact more than just an addition to our bottom line, um, you're more than just a profit or a loss, you are a person and we value our clients. Like that is very important. And there's more to that than simply just, hey, we posted a black square today, <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, these things are so Which important. a lot of people, you know, in, to be fair, a lot of people didn't even do that. Since we spoke, I looked back through a lot of, you know, business influencers or business thought leaders. And I just kind of was curious, what did they post in the last six months, eight months, 10 months? A shocking percentage posted nothing at all. 
Like literally nothing about anything that happened in the last 10, 11 months, just sticking to their business. You know, stick, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I, and I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to share something with you and, you know, there are several people, many people who may not agree, but, um, you know, silence makes you complicit and neutrality, neutrality makes you complicit. And when it comes to um, what's right and what's wrong, there really is no gray area there. Like, you know the deal, you know the deal, you know what's right, you know what's wrong. And you can't just be like, oh, well, yeah, we see people suffering, but, you know, we don't want to get involved. Like, again, that's a very privileged position (laughs) that not everybody enjoys. Um, And I will tell you another thing, too, that, you know, this is not a, this is not the time to tokenize. Tokenizing is never okay. But this is not the time to say, well, you know, we're not going to take a clear stance and we can't let other people know that um, we believe this is wrong. We've got to remain neutral here, big air quotes. Um, But what we are going to do is we're going to um, somehow tokenize our Black employees or we're going to somehow tokenize, um, you know, that little sliver of melanin that we have within the company or that we deal with um, within the company. Um, we're going to pull that out of our back pocket because, hey, look, look, no, we've got, we've got several black employees. We've got several, um, you know, people of color who work for us. We do business with all kinds of black people. That's kind of like saying, you know, I can't be racist because, you know, I work with a black person or I dated a black man once or even I'm married to a black person. Like, you know, That's not how it works. I know that there are a lot of people that don't want to hear that, but that is absolutely 100% not how it works. Um, Tokenization is not appropriate. Like, instead of taking a clear stance, no, well, we're going to tokenize and we're just going to, you know, pull this black person out of our back uh, back pocket and um, show people, see, we can't, we can't possibly um, be on the wrong side of history because look, because look, you know, um, that's not appropriate either. So, um, you know, there's a lot that goes into this. Um, what, and what another thing think, that comes to mind. Please. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, what do you think, what would an appropriate response be then from, from either a business or an individual in a professional capacity on social media? Sure. You know, before I go there, um, I want to touch on this other point that popped mm, into my sure. head because if you if you already know what you stand for and you are confident in that and you're unapologetic about that, uh, both as a person, business owner, professional, um, you know, as a business, it's really not that hard to figure out you know how you can support because you're already asking the right questions and you're doing the hard work. Um, I know that a big reason why you know a lot of companies they don't want to oh we don't want to get political we don't want to get political listen. Um, I am more than a checkbox on a ballot, all right? Like, I'm more than that, okay? My humanity and the right for me to live safely um, and to be prosperous in the United States of America, that's not a political matter. That's a matter of morals and and values, all right? Like, I'm more than um, a piece of legislature, you know, I'm more than that. That the, These black lives that we're talking about that matter, that should be spared, that should be left alone and kept safe, I am one of those. Um, so 
I know that there are a lot of businesses out there that, you know, feel like, oh, well, we can't afford to get political. We better not rock the boat because we might lose profit. We might lose clients. We might make people uncomfortable. And my response is this. Um, so what kind of people are you catering to? Good question. Exactly. What kind of people are you catering to? Like, you're not willing to say in any capacity, um, hey, this is wrong and we're not having anything to do with it. We care about people of color. We care about our clients who are of color. We care about our clients who are black. We care about our employees who are black. This is all the way wrong and we won't stand for it. That's not part of the ethics of the company. If saying something like that openly and publicly, however you choose to say it, however you choose to represent, if you're so scared to say that because you may lose clients, who the hell are you marketing to? You know, who is your demographic? You know, I would argue that you're probably uh, worried about losing racist money. <laughs> you right. know, you probably are worried about pissing off your um, your clients that um, that would stand on the wrong side of history. So, right. um, you know, so things that we can do as individuals as business owners, as professionals, like as organizations, things that we can do, um, you know, responses, like it really starts um, well before anything like this happens. I mean, the first thing we got to remember is, you know, holding space for other people and practicing empathy for other people. Um, you know, saying, hey, I know you're going through a hard time and I know black people are hurting right now. Um, and that really, really sucks. But hey, the bottom line, well, that's not empathy. You know, that doesn't show that you really care. I mean, you got to take a moment and you got to pause and you have to say to yourself, man, um, there are a lot of people hurting right now. There are a lot of people we do business with that are hurting right now. Maybe, maybe we need to take a moment and regroup and think about how can we lift them up? How can we hold space for them? How can we be empathetic? How can we show that we genuinely care about them? And that doesn't include like, hey, look at our latest marketing campaign or hey, come shop with us. Right. Um, you know, it can be very simple. It doesn't have to be grand. It doesn't have to be like a big sign in your window. Although some, you know, some businesses go there. You know, so, it could be I've simple as like, Out hey. Yeah, yeah. It's here in Denver too. You know, it could be like, hey, we're going to call a meeting. We need to have an internal meeting real quick. And we just need to talk about some things. And I need to check in with several of you to make sure that, you know, you guys are all right. Is there anything that you need? Um, you know, we've got work to do. We have a company to run. But still, fuck all that for a minute. Like, <laughs> you know, what do you need? What can we do? You know, we need to just, right. yeah. Um you know, when it comes to reaching out to clients and, and I've done this, you know, too, because we got a lot of people of color that shop with us. We got a lot of black people that shop with us, you know, um, reaching out to people, you know, for me, it's been because it's easy for me because we're a small company and just saying, hey, girl, like, you know, I know you're out here struggling. I'm struggling, too. You know, you know let me know if you if you need anything like, you know, like, of course, I'm always here for product. Like, you know that. But, you know, I'm feeling the way that you are like. Let me know if there's anything that we can do for each other. Um, you know, I'm here with you in the struggle. Like, you know, just those those words of affirmation. Mm. And, but you know, what I'm not going to tell my clients, and this is probably even more obvious, like, you know, 
what I'm not going to tell my clients, what I'm not going to tell people who work with me, work for me is, um, yeah, I know that there's a lot of shit going on and I know it sucks, but man, we got to make that money. We got to make that money. Don't Mm. you guys say (laughs) nothing about this because we don't want to lose money. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, like the thing is, is that another thing that I encourage businesses to do and for entrepreneurs to do, um, sorry, I got a piece of cat hair in my eye all of a sudden. There it goes. I know that struggle. It, um, when you think about starting a business, when you think about launching a startup, a company, anything, I don't care what it is, you got to think about your why and you got to think about, okay, who am I as a person? What do I want my company to do? What exactly do I stand for? Um, because your business is, the business reflects who's running it. All right. (laughs) You know, like something goes wrong, you know, you send out defective products, something breaks, um, people have a bad experience in your shop. One of the associates is rude to them. What do they ask for? They want to talk to the manager. And if they're not happy with the manager, they want to talk to who owns this place. Okay. Where's the owner at? I need to talk with your owner. I need to speak with your owner. And so, For me, this is what I tell everybody, being a founder, being a CEO of anything, I found, you know, I can, I can, I can boil it down to um, giving away damn near a hundred percent of the credit, but shouldering a hundred percent of the blame. And, you know, somebody down the line screws up. It's me that has to figure out, okay, how, how do we, how do we make this right? So when you build in your, your ethics, and your, your, your morals and what you stand for, your why. And for me, it's very clear, like we support representation. We believe representation matters. There aren't very many people that look like me um, in the cannabis sex tech space. Um, you break those up in the world of sex tech and the world of cannabis. You look in the world of engineering and science, women that look like me, people that look like me, still very underrepresented. So I am here for melanin and representation all day long. It's present in my marketing. It's present in my pitches. And I'm very honest about that. And because I'm so honest about that, because we've got, you know, this is where we're at. And we don't have to like post every day. Hey, did you forget, you know, Black Lives Matter? Do you remember like, just just in case you forgot, like we don't have to do that every day because it comes through in what we do, however subtle, like, you know, it, it comes through in what we do. And, you know, people that shop with us, they're well aware of what we do. We have plenty of people who are conservative. And I do know that um, because I know these people personally, they shop with me too. But here's the thing. I've already laid my cards out on the table and I've already said, hey, you know, my name's Raven Faber. I'm the founder CEO of Engerotics and we believe representation matters. We believe that Black Lives Matter. We believe that racism sucks. We believe all of that. And so now the ball is in your your court. And the onus is now on the client to say, okay, well, am I all right with that? Is this a place I want to spend my money? And that's fair. And a lot of times the answer is, yeah, we have plenty of people that have gotten well acquainted with us uh, that I've, I either knew from the jump or found out later that they're quite conservative and they're still plen- spending plenty of money with me. But then if the answer is no, oh man, no, I can't, mm-mm, no, mm-mm, I can't get on board with that. I'm not shopping there. Well, that's your choice and I don't need your money because there are plenty of people out here who are down with who we are and what we do and who I am and what I do. Um, 
it should not be the reverse. I hate it when I see businesses that are like, oh gosh, we got to be careful because we don't want to lose our clients. We don't want to piss people off. We don't, oh, we got to be careful. We got to be, you know, we can't like, you know, listen, if you, if you know what you stand for and you stand in that truth and you're confident in that, it doesn't really matter so much what your clients think. You don't have a problem saying what's right or wrong. You don't have a problem stepping out of the the gray area of neutrality um, because you have self-respect and you have a strong sense of self and that carries through the fibers of your business. So um, I would say that the things that businesses can do really starts early. And ideally it starts like at inception, like, who are we? Right. Um, but and if not you're already just when formed, something bad happens in the news, not just when something bad happens, but you or know, you try to make like, structural you know, changes uh, instead of mm-hmm, one-off mm-hmm, campaigns. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the whole tone of a company, like, I, I mean, like the tone of the company, the atmosphere of the company, like it starts at the upper level, like it, it trickles down from the leadership, you know, and, and bad leadership, Um, you know, things like racism, bias, things like that, the things that you will and will not allow within your company, um, you know, it it trickles down from the upper echelon. Uh, And when you have like things that just really make a company uncomfortable, hostile for people of color, for black people or whatever, uh, to work there or to shop there, um, it's like a cancer, You know, it's like a cancer and it spreads throughout the organization. Um, It teaches other people in your organization that, hey, oh, yeah, that's okay. I mean, we're not saying the N word, but a little racist joke here and there won't hurt. Um, That's not a big deal. Like, you know, you're you're setting the tone like the the leadership sets the tone of um, of what is and what is not acceptable. Um, And so when things like this happen, you know, of course, like your employees are going to look to you and be like, okay what's Raven going to do today? Like, you know, and that happens like, you know, anytime something goes wrong, like we've got a major setback. I mean, my team is like, all right, what's Raven going to do? Is she going to lose her mind? Does she need to go have a moment? Like, what are we, what's she going to (laughs) do? You know, like the people look to you as a leader. So, so I, I, this is all wonderful stuff. Thank you very much. I I have one last quick question. Just, you know, something that I've been wanting to talk about for a while. Uh, Everything you said is wonderful. I agree with literally everything you said. I think it's awesome. Um, the question that I have is about threshold and frequency, and I'll explain what I mean by that. So we know that there are certain things that trigger a response, certain massive things, yeah. like the murder of George Floyd being one. But there have been a lot in 2020. There seems to be more stuff that is maddening, enraging, unfair, awful that's just been happening. Like the frequency of things seems to have really ramped up just in general, just across the board. It used to be like one major thing might happen a year, and now it's like it happens every day, every week. There's just so many things that have been happening, each one worthy of outrage. So the threshold is at what point, <laughs> what threshold do we do we say, okay, I need to address this event specifically, and at how much frequency knowing that there has just been so much stuff? Because I, I think, I mean, do I need to post about towards, it every day? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Like, because do like, I need, do I need the way 2020 was, you have to make day, a post like, every single day. And that's why when the, when mm-hmm. the Capitol riot and insurrection thing and like this treasonous stuff that happened, 
you know, I noticed that people didn't post about it, but I think it wasn't because they didn't care, but it's because they're literally burned out on feeling shitty. <laughs> like you feel crappy oh, sure. yeah, all like burn- day, every That's day. That's a real thing. So, well, you know, the, the first thing, well, short answer is no, no, you don't have to post about it every day. Um, that's counterproductive, in my opinion. Um, that takes away from actual work that you could be doing because posting is not really like it looks nice. And if you have something to say, say it. I think that's important. But, you know, there's a difference between talking that talk and walking that walk. And when it comes to, um, you know, matters of equality and equity, um, in topics of, of um, you know, racial division and whatnot, there are plenty more people that have all the time in the world to talk that talk. But when it comes time to walk that walk, oh, man, nobody's walking. Mm. You know, nobody. I want to point out that, um, you know, to your point that, you know, there seems to be like more frequency of these things. And, um, you know, speaking in, you know, um, uh, when it comes to racism specifically, it's always been happening. It's always been happening. This is nothing new. And any black person is going to tell you that. Any person of color is going to tell you that. But it is more visible. It is more visible with things like, you know, Facebook Live and, you know, Instagram stories. It's more visible, but it's always been happening. And so lots of us over here were like, well, that's nothing new. (laughs) Like, where were you guys before? You know, where were you guys, um, you know, when all these other young men were killed. Where were you when, you know, this woman was killed? Where were you? Like, where where was this outrage with, um, you know, Rodney King? That was when I was a little girl um, in the early 90s, I believe, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Um, but I was alive, but I was not, you know, old enough to really take it in and to understand. This is this has always been happening. So no, it's like, you know, saying, oh, well, you know, like I posted my daily Black Lives Matter today. <laughs> That'll do. Job well done. That's not it. Um, It is a structural issue. The work starts from within. The the work starts with yourself. And, you know, and and it's like things like, okay, another example of, you know, what can we do to support as business owners? You know, you're in a meeting or you're working with a client or you have somebody come into your shop or whatever it is, and maybe you're a white person, um, you know, and they say something really crazy, just really racist are you going to keep your mouth shut for the sake of closing that sale? Or are you going to say, yeah, hey, no dude, or do debt, doesn't matter. Hey, uh, we don't talk like that in here. If you want to do a meeting with me, you want to spend money with me, you want to buy something from me, you're going to, you know, you're going to respect other people. That's not okay. It's, It's the things that we don't see. It's often the things that maybe nobody would know about if if we hadn't have shared that mm. um you know and that's doubly important like you know if you've got people and uh, people of color black people working for you um you know that that just is because you know your black employee sees you kind of like <laughs> nervous laugh like oh yeah you know and you just kind of like uncomfortably segue back towards the sale and maybe you close the sale but maybe you know your person of color who works for you saw the whole exchange you know and maybe that client didn't know that they were just around the co- around the corner or they were behind the screen at the desk or whatever. Things like that. Things like that. Yeah. Are you willing to speak up and stand for what is right when nobody's looking? Are you willing to do that in defense of the people of color that work for you? Are you willing to do that in defense of the people of color who shop with you? 
you know, um, because the thing is, is that, um, you know, we don't get to just pick and choose. Like when it comes to people, we don't get to just pick and choose with our friends or our family or our spouses or whatever. Um, you know, like, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be all the way on your side. I'm going to support you and love you and be there for you until the end of times, except when it comes to your humanity, when it Mm. comes to your safety, you know, um, we can't do that. We have to be willing to meet people where they are and accept our clients, our employees um, in totality. Um, and that could be, I mean, there's a whole other tangent of this. I mean, it's like, um, you know, being a woman or being a mother or, you know, all of these things that, you know, kind of like where you can get your back up against the wall. You run into a brick wall and there really isn't anything for you. There aren't any resources for you. There's no support if you fall into either in, in, in a number of different buckets, you know? Um, I hope that makes sense. It does. Um, so yeah, it's like, it is a structural problem. And no, we don't need to post every day. Like, no, that takes away from the actual work, you know, that dilutes um, what we could so actually inward, be doing. Make the change. Are we giving training? Are we right. giving training? Are you training your, your, your employees on the ethics of your company? So, I've got to accept as a business owner, as we grow, we start hiring people. You know, of course, like I would never sit there and say, hey, I need to know who you voted for or, hey, I need to know what religion you are because one, that's illegal (laughs) and it's illegal for a reason. You can't do that. However, um, you know, being the company that we are and being a business owner, you know, it's like, I can absolutely say like, well, hey, this is who Engerotics is. This is what we stand for. Um, you know, if you're down with that, cool. Like, let's let's continue the interview. Um, you know, we can say that, you know, this is this is our mission. This is who we are. Like, this mm-hmm. is this is what we stand for. And we can train the people that work for us. Um, okay, this is what you say if you're at a tra- if you're at a trade show and you're working the booth. And somebody says something racist, either about you or about like an entire demographic. Like, this is what you do. This is how you handle a client. Um, if they say uh, something that's just all the way wrong, this is what this is what you can do. This is how you handle it, um, because we don't stand for that here in the company. So, um, and that's across both of my companies. Um, Excellent. Yeah, it's something cool. I, I take very seriously. Look, I'm a black woman. Um, most of Engerotics is women at this time, um, on, you know, Faber Anderson development and design, you know, my business partner over there is a woman who is trans and, you know, that can be a rough ride in the world of construction and engineering and science, you know? So, um, I really, really do respect the struggle because I'm part of it. And, um, you know, it's like, we need people who, um, sit in the seat of power who have the influence and have the resources to help level the playing field and bring more equity into the world of business, into startup culture, what have you. We need them to step up and do work. I have a feeling that you are going to be that person for many years to come. And uh, I'm very much looking forward (laughs) to uh, what your journey (laughs) brings you to do. When you are dominating every store in America, then, uh, you know, in 10 years or whatever, then... We'll, we'll I, chat you know, again, we're, we're on our way there. We're, I we're know you are. I'm, I'm very excited. 
Um, we're doing but, the know, thing. And you know what? I just got to say, I did it all. I, I did it all. Like I bootstrapped the entire yeah. damn thing. And I did it all while screaming at people that racism sucks. And hey, I have a right to live. And, and it hasn't stopped this you. This is unacceptable. And I it has not that stopped your, me. Your example speaks volumes in that regard it to has anybody not who might have me. their and it doubts, right? Stop other people. Sure. It shouldn't stop other people. Like, you I know, it, it, it really should not. So this is important. And there are going to be people, you might get some bad comments on this on this podcast. Eh, uh, you might. You might, my, my mom is the only listener anyways. <laughs> oh, no way. No, we gotta, you know, I'm going to share it and tell people to listen. I think it's a fabulous podcast. I'm Thank really so I'm much. really impressed with Thank uh, you. with what you've been doing. I think Thanks. this is awesome. I appreciate yeah. that. Well, I don't want to take up, you know, an unbelievable. I know how busy you are, but I, I just I'm really grateful that you came on here and shared this because I thought it was important and I really wanted to share it. And I wanted to make my stance clear as well, you know, because I feel that I myself was guilty because of the video. Like I didn't post as much as I probably could have or should have. Um, and I want to change that. So, you know, I, I, I know, you know <laughs> where I stand. I'm going to tell you something yeah. that a, a, a colleague of mine, um, she owns a couple of stores out in the Bay Area. Mm. Um, she said something. I'd never heard it before. And she shared it with me. And I'm going to share it with you. Um, she is, excuse me, there I did it again. <laughs> So um, they use they, them program, uh, pronouns. And as I just showed you, it's really hard it's for me to yeah. switch into they, them. It, sure. it is tough, but they go by they, them. Okay. And I make a honest to God effort to, you know, to do that. And so the first we were on a, we were like on a online panel together. We were you know, speaking on a panel and I slipped into she, her, um, and caught myself and, you know, I told her this, excuse me, they, them, I told them um, later on down the road, I said, you know, I have a hard time with they, them. It's not because I don't want to, it's just force a habit and I'm doing my very best. And, you know, and I, I felt bad. I felt embarrassed because I still can't get it right. And their response was, you know, it didn't matter what you said in that moment because I heard your heart. Like it didn't matter what came out of your mouth because I heard your heart and I heard your intention. And I was like, whoa, that was a word. So I'm going to say the same thing to you. Um, you know, I haven't been sitting here judging you about, you know, well, you know, did, did Ross do his daily Black Lives Matter posts? Like I don't have like, a, you know, um, because I know you and I've known you for um, a long time. And the fact that you'd even have, you know, you'd even want to do an episode on this topic the fact that you even went into that territory with that post that I commented on, well, I heard your heart. So there you. you go. So you can That's, rest easy. I can't. Well, to, that just that made my day. It's Wednesday. It's uh, 1055 <laughs> in the morning. I'll be smiling the rest of the day just because of that. So um, thank you so well, much. Good. I'm glad. I really appreciate it. And uh, keep on. Just keep on rocking. Just keep on doing your thing. You know, it's going to work you out very well. You do the same. Well. You do the same. We got to uh, celebrate with drinks. Like we're... Yes. Yes, We'll absolutely. get together one day when uh, when we yeah. can travel again and <laughs> not uh, have to worry about it. In that mythical future time where our children have babysitters and planes aren't a war zone. <laughs> like, we'll... <laughs> We'll get there. When when I, outside I when outside opens up again. Yes. When outside opens up again. When drinks are a thing again. But until it then, really was a pleasure to to be here with you and um, pleasure was all it's a mine. very important topic. And with that, this yes. podcast episode <laughs>
is over. Thanks for listening to the Beat the Often Path podcast. If you've been enjoying this show, please like, comment, share, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to me on YouTube. It would mean the world to me. Also, do you have an unusual success story or do you know someone who does? Well, please recommend them to me. They could be a future guest on this show. Maybe they've rolled the largest boulder down the mountains of Tibet. Or maybe they built the world's largest chicken farm in Madagascar. The point is, I don't know what I don't know. So I'm looking for inspiration and unusual success stories. So help me by being a part of this adventure. I'm looking to grow this podcast with you. Thanks again for listening.